Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the February 9th, 2016 edition. Yes, that's right, a Tuesday edition of Season 3 of The Court Report on the Nahum Siegel Network, the premier place to get all your sports news and information regarding the Yeshiva League. Yes, folks, that's right, we're getting down to playoff time. During this time of the year, we switch over to Tuesday, so we can give you all of the latest up-to-date playoff uh, playoff recap scenarios and standings, as most of them will happen earlier on in the week or in the weekends, and we want to get you everything we can leading into the week of playoff action. Had a game this week? Let us know. You can friend me on Facebook. Send me a message. My name is Elliot Weiselberg. That's W-E-I-S-E-L-B-E-R-G. Or you can like the Court Report fan page. You can also follow me and tweet me on Twitter. My name is YLS Wiseguy. That's Y-L-S-W-E-I-S-G-U-Y. Because if I don't know about it, we can't talk about it. Uh, thank you again to our amazing sponsor, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Crown Trophy of Brooklyn has been servicing the Yeshiva League for over a decade. And now that it's playoff time, they are sure to be busy, given all of the leagues that they will be providing trophies for. So, if you need anything in terms of trophies or plaques, please give Mike, Larry, and the entire gang a call at 718-769-4111. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, coach, official analyst, but most of all, like you, a Yeshiva League fan, and I am humbled and privileged to be able to share the amazing efforts and accomplishments of these kids with you each and every week right here on The Court Report. If you have a smartphone and haven't downloaded the NSN app already, please do so. You'll have access to all of our episodes this season, plus you'll be able to send in comments for each show. Please keep the comments nice, though. Much like the show is not about me criticizing, degrading, or disrespecting players or coaches, please be courteous enough to do the same. Hello, everyone, and yes, again, this is a Tuesday night live court report. This past Sunday, I hope everybody enjoyed the Super Bowl and enjoyed the NSN Kosher Halftime Show, obviously in lieu of our program, just because we, uh, while in the past, we've managed to make it uh, without uh, without having a... a an interaction, a run-in with the halftime show. This year we decided not to chant it. It also happened to coincide with our, I guess you can call this our daylight savings, where we switch over from Sunday to Tuesday. As I mentioned only a few minutes ago, we do this because less games really happen over the weekend in the playoffs, so we want to put you right in the thick of it. Anything happened on Monday night, we'll get you that result right away. Anything going to happen Wednesday night, Thursday night, we'll give you the preview right then and there for it. Uh, also, when we get down to championship uh, championship time, it'll be a lot easier to get you uh, the, uh, the results because those will be on Sundays, and we've tried the whole, let's get on the air right after a championship game and have everything for you in the past, and hasn't worked out so well. So tune in live on Tuesday nights now with the Encore on Sunday, uh, on this week's episode. We are going to preview all of the playoff action that uh, will come up over the next week. And first, we're going to do that by recapping all of the action that happened this past week. A ton of games. So let's get right to it. We're going to start off with the league that actually was the last to wrap up its regular season, and that is Varsity Hockey. Varsity Hockey having its final game last night, actually last night, deciding its two first-round games. Uh, let's take you back to earlier on in the uh, in the last week, though, just to give you a little rundown. Starting out in the East, Rambam, Solomon Schechter, playing game last Monday night. Rambam taking that game 5 to nothing. Uh, that game accomplished several things for the Ravens, uh, including 
giving them at the very least the second seed, starting out the week uh, two points above DRS. DRS having the chance to tie should Rambam lose out to Solomon Schechter and DRS win their game. Rambam taking that out of the equation, starting off the week with a win. What that also did for uh, for the bottom of the East was that gave Hank a little bit of breathing room and a chance to clinch on uh, on Tuesday night in their game against North Shore, which they would do by the score of 6-1 over the Stars. Matthew Rosenberg scoring four goals for Hank in the last regular season game in Hank for the seniors on that night. Uh, what that did was that gave Hank the final playoff spot in the East, meaning that the five playoff teams as of that night would be determined after Rombaum, DRS, Flatbush, and Hank. What order they would be in still to follow as Wednesday night, uh, two huge matchups. Both of these games were really huge because of what it meant for the top of the division. First up, Rombaum Solomon Schechter. Uh, Solomon Schechter jumping out to a one nothing lead in the first period on the Ravens. But the Ravens coming back, scoring four straight goals over the course of the night to defeat Solomon Schechter 4-1. to What this set up was a very interesting, interesting scenario. Rombaum now at 11-3, 22 points. Hafter, 10-1-0-2 coming into the night, also at 22 points. So the Rambam Ravens now became fans of the DRS Wildcats. Why? Because DRS and Hafter met up just after the Rambam Solomon Schechter game, only a few uh, only a few blocks away. So the, uh, the entire Ravens crowd got into their cars, ran all the way to DRS just to watch this game. And what a game it was. Uh, DRS jumping out early to a 2 nothing lead thanks to goals by Andrew Giller and Jordy Hirschfeld uh, in the first period, coming out with a 2 nothing lead. Second period, though, DRS could not hold it as Gilad Kirstein scores twice for the Hawks to tie the game up at 2. From there on out, the Hawks knew exactly what they needed to do, knowing that they needed to make it to the end of at least regulation with a tie. The Hawks did exactly that, as the Hafter Hawks and the DRS Wildcats went to a 2-2 draw, making that actually the only first and only tie on the season. Last year we had several ties, but last year, if you also remember, DRS picking up a last game of the season tie with TABC. Eventually in the uh, in, in the postseason we'll go on to beat TABC. So this could be a, a harbinger of things to come, but DRS and Hafter finishing off the East season with a 2-2 tie. Meaning that Hafter, with a record of 10-1, 1-2, and 23 points, would earn the number one seed in the East. Behind them, Rambam, 11-3 22 points. The tie for DRS also got DRS out of uh, out of the range for Flatbush as at 8-5-1 with 17 points. Even if Flatbush were to beat Frisch on Thursday night, they would not be able to catch the Wildcats. Now, Flatbush would not beat Frisch, falling 6-1, meaning that they would finish with a record of 7-6-0-1, 15 points, and be the fourth seed in the East. Rounding out the East uh, would be Hank again at 5-8-0-1, uh, 11 points. So the East was pretty much set. What we knew about the West was pretty simple. TABC, they would be the one seed. SAR, they would be the two seed. Everything else behind them, still up for grabs coming into the week. Uh, well, Frisch, 
stake their claim to the postseason by defeating Westchester to start off the week. And the next night, TABC put a cramp in MTA's hopes to make the postseason by the score of 6 to nothing. SAR would also round out their season, soundly defeating JEC. So we came into the last three games of the season looking like this. Frisch at 19 points, barely hanging on to the third seed. Behind them, Kushner at 16 points, and Ramaz at 14 points, MTA at 12. All three of those teams, with the, all, all, technically all four of those teams, all three of those teams still able to make the playoffs. Kushner still able to top Frisch if they were to win their last two games. First game Saturday night, Ramaz and Kushner took each other on. Ramaz looking to clinch a postseason berth. Kushner looking to climb in the playoff seedings. Kushner started off the game early with a goal by Arthur Greenfield, then sputtered as Ramaz scored two, one in the second and one in the third by Gabe Silverman and Jared Feingold to take the 2-1 victory at home sending Ramaz to the postseason and giving them now the opportunity to potentially take over Kushner for the four spot. That would come down to last night with Kushner MTA. MTA having already been knocked out as a result of the 9 nothing loss to TABC on Saturday night. But last night was for pride. Kushner, though, looking to advance and get ahead of Ramaz, did so with an 8-2 victory over the Lions, meaning that Kushner would take the fourth seed. So here is effectively how the playoff brackets will look in varsity hockey. Starting out with the East 4 and West 5 game, Ralph Flatbush will face off and host Ramaz. And in the other one, the West 4 East 5 game, Kushner will host Hank. Interesting, as both of these are rematches from games that occurred in the regular season. Uh, in the re- in the Flatbush Ramaz game, which took place in Ramaz, Ramaz was victorious 4 to 1 over the Falcons. And in the Hank Kushner game, which was played in Kushner and will be played in Kushner again, Kushner was a winner 6 to 1 over over the Hurricanes. So let's take a look at how the bracket works out now. So that East 4 West 5 game, the Flappers from Maz game, the winner of that game will go on to face West 1 TABC, no matter who comes out of that uh, that game. The winner of that game will now t- will take on the East 2 Rombom West 3 Frisch game. That a, uh, a rematch of last year's JV semifinal between the junior crowd. In the other bracket, East 1 Ham will face the winner of the West 4 East 5 Kushner Hank game and the winner of that will take on the winner of the West 2 SAR East 3 DRS game again another uh semifinal cons- uh, uh like like was in uh the the JV leagues last year so uh, a lot of uh, similarities with these teams as they move up the as they move up the uh the years in uh in their high school hockey career now the first round games need to be completed by this coming Sunday February 14th uh something tells me that uh, that that's not likely to happen given how how late the season ended again the Kushner MTA game being uh unfortunately pushed off due to uh, several scheduling issues. So sort of gives things a little bit of a later flair. So we'll see where that where that winds up, and hopefully we'll have a little bit more of an update for you as, uh, as uh, we go through the weekend, as we come back next week with, uh, with more previews and, uh, and recaps for either the, the first round of action that did happen or the first round of action that will happen.
Before we move on to JV, let's take a look at the final uh, regular season rankings for varsity hockey. TABC, two wins over MTA, finishing once again in the number one spot. Second right behind them will be SAR. Third seed with the tie to DRS is Hafter staying in three, Frisch staying in the four, Rombaum staying in the five. That uh, is going to be a very interesting matchup next week with the four and five teams facing each other. DRS in the sixth spot, so you're going to have the two and six team also facing each other. Uh, Ramaz with the win over Kushner jumps into the seventh spot. Kushner uh, with the loss to Ramaz despite the win over MTA dropping from seventh to eighth. Flatbush despite the loss to Frisch stays at nine. MTA with the three losses this week will stay at ten. Hank moving up from twelfth to eleventh with the win over North Shore. JEC with the loss to SAR dropping from eleventh to twelfth. And Mag and David. North Shore, Salmon Schechter, and Westchester rounding out 13 through 16 in the final regular season varsity hockey rankings. Moving over to JV hockey now, let's just give you a little reminder of where things were coming into this week. So, the playoff scenario is pretty much divided into three separate groups. You had the top three teams, uh, which were DRS, Frisch, and Flatbush. Their positioning was set as division champions, DRS being the division champion in the East, Flatbush division champion in the Central, Frisch division champion in the West. They knew that they were going to have first-round home games. You then had the group of Hefter and JEC, the four and five, where they had already had their their, uh, playoff ticket uh, punched. They knew that they were going to be facing each other. The question was going to be whether they would facing they would be facing each other in Hafter or in JEC. And then you had the bottom three of TABC, Hank, and SAR. Again, also knew coming into the week that they would be in the playoffs, but who they would face, where they would go, and the matchups it would create, that was still left to be determined. So there were five games over the over that the past week that helped determine that. Uh, four of them actually. Uh, led to it. The, there was one, uh, the central matchup, the, the only remaining central matchup between Mag and David and Shari Torah, which Mag and David defeated Shari Torah by the final score of 9-2, to two, uh, ending uh, the central as follows. The central finished off with the bottom three teams, YDE and Mag and David tied at 3-7, and seven, and Shari Torah finishing their season winless at 0-10, the only winless team in JV hockey. Getting back to it, we're going to take this from the top, just so we can sort of give you the playoff implications for each team. So, Frisch started out the week with a uh, with a 5-4 overtime victory over SAR. SAR, uh, for, the, for their right, I mean, again, this was at home for SAR inside the rink, but props for keeping with the division champions and really showing teams that they're, they're, they're in it for the long haul, having put together a very, very solid... Uh, end of December, early January, uh, and February run, uh, tying TABC, beating Ramaz twice, and now taking Frisch to the brink, granted again in the rink against a Frisch team that, for the most part, only needed a win to to fill out their uh, their playoff hopes at the top and to compete with DRS for the top seed in the division. Uh, we'll get to that in just a second. Very interesting uh, way things played out this week. But at the top, let's start at the top. We'll get to how the ramifications were for SAR in this. The battle at the top was simple. Flatbush again locked into the three seed at 17 points. 
the question was who the top two seeds in the division would be. So we're going to start out there. So just told you Frisch's score. We're going to get to DRS's score right now. DRS uh, on Wednesday ended up defeating Hafter 5-1, to one, a, uh, a hat-trick by Yosef Adler, uh, hot-scoring freshman this year. Uh, for the DRS Wildcats, really putting on a show this season, uh, leading them to their undefeated 10-0 season. Again, Jakey Friedman giving up less than two goals in a game for just about every game he's had this year, uh, with the exception of, I believe, one. Uh, so congratulations to Jakey Friedman and the DRS Wildcats for putting together an undefeated season. But that meant that we would have two teams, DRS and Frisch, tied at 20. So how would that be determined? For weeks, we speculated that it would be a coin flip. What we found out this past week was that it would not be. The league actually released, uh, I believe it was on Thursday, a new set of hockey, uh, of boys JV hockey playoff tiebreakers. Again, the, the boys JV having to be treated differently than the rest of the leagues because it's the only league with three divisions. So the probability of facing uh, teams was not exactly uh, high. I mean, other teams that could have had your point total. So here is how the new playoff tiebreakers work for JV. Um, going with uh, two teams that were tied. It goes by total wins, head-to-head, ties beat, overtime losses. That stayed the same. Beyond that, there were two new uh, scenarios put in, two new tiebreakers. One is points versus playoff teams, and the next is points in division if the two teams are in the same division. Uh, finally, it was either it would either be a coin toss if it was for seeding and a playing game for final spots. So where we go... With this battle, total wins, both of them had 10. Head-to-head, Frisch and DRS never faced, so that can't be used. Ties beat overtime losses. Neither team had a tie in overtime loss, but where this gets caught up is the points versus playoff teams. And this is where I think Frisch sort of gets the short end, because based on their schedule... They did what they had to do. Both of these teams went in, uh, went into this undefeated, uh, 10-0. and 0. Problem was, DRS in the hard east ended up facing several, uh, ever, uh, sorry, only one more team. Ended up facing, they had Hafter and Hank, uh, who they gained two wins off of. Uh, two wins off of. They ended up they faced JEC, who they got a win off of. And they ended up facing SAR, who made the playoffs, who they got a win off of as well. So that's four games that they won in the East, one game in the Central, one game in the West, for a total uh, record of 6-0 and and 12 points. Frisch, on the other hand, Frisch beat the two teams that it played in the West, TABC twice, SAR twice. Frisch went in and beat Flatbush, gaining the points off of them, but where Frisch came up a little short is that the division opponent, the out-of-division uh, opponent in the East, Rambam, did not make the playoffs. So, because of that, Frisch was left with a 5-0 and record. And because of that one more win, that one more game to the playoff team, DRS was awarded the number one seed. So, DRS gets the one, Frisch gets the two, Flatbush the three. That is how that was set. Who would host the other game, the game which we knew about would be between JEC and Hafter, came down to that DRS-Hafter game. Going into that game, Hafter knew a win would give them 
the first-round home game against JEC. Instead, that loss to DRS now puts JEC in the hosting spot. Hafta will go back to JEC for the second year in a row. If you remember last year, Hafta and JEC did battle in when it was a 4-5 contest when the 4-seed from the West hosted the 5-seed from the East when it was very much like the varsity playoffs. And as a result, Hafter, the 5-seed, went into JEC, upset them, and would eventually go on to to lose the next night to uh, to eventual finalist Rambam. So this is going to be a little bit of a revenge match for JEC coming, uh, coming into this game, uh, be it this week, uh, this coming, be it tomorrow night, be it Thursday night, or be it early next week. These games do not need to be completed just yet. There is no date set up for when they do need to be completed by, but we're assuming that by the time our next broadcast is next Tuesday night, we'll have at least a date of a game, if not a recap for you from that game. Now, the interesting part was going to be who the other three teams, DRS, Frisch, and Flatbush, would face. And that would come down to two very hard-fought games, because we already told you about the SAR Frisch game. Um, the SAR Frisch game, because Frisch, Frisch got, uh, sorry, SAR got one point out of that, they would finish their season with a record of a colorful record, really, of 4-3-2-1. Four wins, three losses, two ties, and an overtime loss, meaning that they would finish with 11 points. So that made Saturday night's game between TABC and MTA all the more important for TABC. TABC loses, it would find itself heading to DRS, whereas a TABC win would find it heading to Frisch. Take your poison, I guess. TABC would go into that game, defeat MTA 4-1 at home to finish out the season with a record of 5-3-2, meaning that they would potentially have a race for the uh, for the six seed, but they that or they would have if not for Hank defeating North Shore seven to two earlier in the week. Hootie Silverman with the hat trick. Yoni Hazan two goals and three assists for the Hurricanes. Oscar Kuehl netting two goals for North Shore in the loss. North Shore finishing with a record of three six and one. So the way that the way that worked out, Hank would finish with 14 points, TABC 12, and SAR 11. So as a result, the playoff scenarios, the playoff uh, bracket for JV hockey looks like this: the 1-8 matchup, a uh, a rematch of last year's semifinal between the visiting team and defending champion SAR going into DRS last year. Uh, SAR blanked Friedman and the Wildcats 4 nothing uh, on their way to the championship. They played once this year, DRS winning 5 nothing. Jakey Friedman with the shutout. Uh, again, that game was in DRS, and this game will be in DRS as well. Uh, date to be determined. All the games I'm about to mention, the, gate, the date is to be determined. Um, the 4-5 game, I'm saying, I'm just going this in order of how you would see a normal bracket, but that's not how it's going to work out. I'll explain it in a minute. 4 Five game between JEC and Hafter. Again, that's been known for a couple of days. The question is where they would go, and so Hafter will travel to JEC. In the 3-6 matchup, Flatbush 
will host Hank. Uh, they did not face in this regular season. Uh, the last time these two teams played in JV was last year, with Flatbush taking a 2-1 win over Hank in Flatbush, but very few members remaining from either of those teams. Uh, a couple of key players for Flatbush still around, but for the majority of these two teams, it is an entirely new show. The other matchup, a, the only divisional matchup that we will see will be two, the 2-7 two matchup between Frisch and TABC. These two faced twice this year, Frisch winning both uh, games, 3-2 in TABC and 4-0 in Frisch. Uh, another one of the Route 4 rivalry grudge matches that we will see, um, sort of out of character in terms of positioning for for the history of these two teams, but it's going to be very interesting nonetheless. Just to remind you about how, how this is going to work, this will reseed. So, right now we have the team seeded 1 through 8, and the winners will reseed based on ranking. So, if there's an upset, let's say... The top, let's say the top two teams win. Let's say DRS and Frisch one and two win. Let's say Hank upsets Flatbush and and Hafter upsets JEC. I mean that game really doesn't matter much in this, but so Hafter or JEC doesn't matter. So in that case, DRS, the top seed, would face the lowest remaining seed. So you would have another matchup with DRS and Hank. And Frisch would face the winner of the Hafter JEC game with the game occurring in with the games occurring in Frisch and DRS. Pretty much like you would have any normal reseeding uh, playoff bracket. That's how this would work. Just want to go through the final JV playoff. Sorry, the JV regular season standings in the Eastern Conference. DRS finishing out 10 and 0 undefeated. Hafter 7-2-0-1. Hank finishes at 6-2-0-2. North Shore finishing 3-6 and 1. And Rambam at 1-5-1-3. That's 20 points, 15 points, 14 points, 7 and 6 respectively in the Central. Flatbush finishing with 17 points. JEC at 8 and 2 with 16 points. YDE and Mag and David both at 3 and 7 with 6 points. Shari Torah at 0 and 10 with 0 points. Out in the West, Frisch finishes at 10 and 0. Perfect 20 points. TABC at 5, 3, and 2 with 12 points. SAR, again the colorful 4, 3, 2, and 1 with 11 points. Ramaz at 2, 7, 0, and 1 with 5 points. And MTA at 2 and 8 with 4 points. Quickly before we finish up JV, just want to take a run through the final regular season JV hockey rankings. DRS finishing at the one spot as it's been for most of the year with the win over Hafter. Frisch staying in the two with the win over SAR. Hafter, despite the loss, DRS stays in the three. Hank stays in the four. TABC stays in the five. JEC in the six. SAR, as a result of their overtime loss to Frisch, actually move up into the seven, dropping Flatbush down to the eight. Rambam will stay at the 9, Ramaz stays at the 10, North Shore at the 11, MTA at the 12, YDE, Mag and David, and Shari Torah in the spots, the 13, 14, and 15 that they have for most of the season.
Once again, you are listening to The Court Report on the Nahum Siegel Network. We are sponsored by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. I am your host, Elliot Weiselberg. We are taking you through the final week of the regular season for all of our leagues and giving you the setup for the playoffs that will start this coming week. We are now going to move over to basketball, a very exciting finish with many games over the last week in both the East and the West. Let's just take you through some of the games that did happen and what their effect was. We'll start off in the in the West, just be, just because the uh, the playoffs uh, outlook was just a little bit easier to deal with. We knew coming into the week that Heschel and Frisch were the one and two. We also knew that the two would meet up this past Thursday night. In that one, Heschel uh, was able to pull away in the final three minutes, thanks to uh, the the play of the Brandeis brothers, Ben and Aaron, once again leading the way. Ben with 18 points, including five threes. Aaron finishing with six. For Frisch, Andrew Langer matching uh, the uh, the game high with 18 of his own, but not able to come away with the victory. Heschel finishing the season undefeated, a 14 and 0, um, and taking the number one seed uh, again into the playoffs. Frisch again with the number two, regardless of what happened. But again, Frisch uh, Frisch. Uh, falling to Heschel twice this season. So Heschel with a fair bit of momentum going into the postseason. That was pretty much said. Again, the one and two. It was the four seeds below it, the three, four, five, and six, that needed to be set. And the way that would happen would be, well, the easiest way possible. The four teams uh, split into twos, faced each other. Hillel and JEC met up on Saturday night to determine who would get the third seed. And it would take overtime for uh, for this uh, to be figured out. But in the end, Hillel getting the job done by the final score of, uh, of 56 to 54, very close two-point game. So Hillel eking out the three seed. In the end, who they would host as the three seed and who JEC would host as the four seed would come down to one other game, really, the TABC-SAR game that played on Tuesday night. Again, SAR had the advantage coming in with a record uh, with uh, with six wins to their record, uh, with TABC only having five. But, as it would work out because of the playoff scenarios, TABC only needed to win this game as opposed to this and the DRS game in order to take the uh, the five seed. SAR, with a win, would put themselves out of reach from TABC even had they beaten DRS because they would have had seven wins and TABC would have only had five going into that DRS game, making them uncatchable. In this one, though, a game that SAR led 7-5 to into the last minute of the first before Shua Naor would score four straight points to give TABC a lead they would never relinquish, but uh, still taking a scare at the end, taking the victory, though, 33-31 to to give TABC the five seed, dropping SAR into the six seed, meaning that the Western Conference would look as follows. Heschel would be the one. Frisch would be the two. Hillel the three, TA, uh, sorry, JEC the four, TABC the five, and SAR the six. So the way the West bracket would look, the, uh, I'm sorry, Heschel and, Heschel and Frisch got, would get the buys. 
Hillel would host SAR. Uh, Hillel, uh, ironically, is the only higher seed to have lost the season series to their lower seed opponent. Uh, SAR uh, defeated Hillel 67-61 back on December 2nd in their only meeting. In the other matchup, the West 4-5 game, JEC would ho- will host TABC. Uh, the two split their series, winning, uh, winning each game on their own home court. Now, the winner of these two games, the winner of the Hillel SAR and the JEC TABC game, will head over to the East, where they will play the 1 and 2. The lower, the lower team coming out of these two games will head over to play DRS. That was determined a long time ago. DRS finishing the season off perfectly. TABC taking a 49-38 loss in TABC's final game. Gabe Leifer leading the way with 22 points in that one. And uh, the Wildcats would actually finish off with an undefeated season as they took out Hafter 58-46 to in Hafter as well. Lifer again lighting up the scoreboard, scoring 31 points. Phenomenal, uh, exp- you know, as you would have expected, these two teams to have a very, very, very solid competitive matchup as they've had all year for the most part. Uh, the lifer Perlau uh, battle has come uh, has been a show for each of the games that they've played this past year with DRS going undefeated all the way through having a chance to uh, to run the season and the entire year undefeated now really going through into the playoffs potentially to the to the finals if they can get there and then on to Saracek as well Saracek will actually occur before the finals if we have a chance to dive into Saracek we have some news on that this week if not we'll take you through that next week. Um, but the real question was going to be, now that we know Hafter would lose, who would Hafter still be able to hold on to the second seed that they have all here? The question would come down to whether or not Flatbush would be able to run the table. Flatbush, again, needing to go 3-0 and on the week to supplant Hafter. They would start off the week with a 53-43 win over Mag and David in order to uh, in order to get there, Elliot Beta dropped 20 points for the Falcons. David Yazdi actually matched him uh, for Mag and David, leading uh, also with 20 points in the team and the game. So Flappers would get one done. They would also end up facing Ramaz. Ramaz not having the best of seasons, 3-10 and 10 coming into the game, uh, would wind up also dropping their regular season finale. Flatbush taking another win, 55-32. to 32. So, one game behind, leaving it up to Saturday night, facing a North Shore team, only having two wins on the year, and that's the way it would remain. Flatbush taking the 53-34 to 34 victory. And with that, Flatbush tying Hafter, both teams at 10-4, and four, but in part to Flatbush's upset victory over Hafter early on in the season, Flatbush gains the tiebreaker and the two-seed. So Flatbush will have the second by seed in the East. Hafter dropping down to the third seed. Uh, ironic, considering what you'll find out in uh, in JV in a, in a couple of minutes. But Hafter dropping down to the three-seed, meaning that it would be Rombaum and YDE, 
And one other team, although now we actually know, I spoiled it for you, because now that you know that Mag and David lost to Flatbush, there was absolutely no way that they'd be able to catch Hank. So Hank getting the final playoff spot, the uh, the, the sixth playoff spot. But how would Rambam, YDE, and Hank fall out? That would uh, be a question for the week. Again, Hank coming in with a record of 6-6, six and six, playing two games. YDE coming in with a record of 7-6. and six. Rambam with a record of 8-5. and five. Now, for Rambam, it didn't really matter as much. Uh, because for Rambam, as long as Rambam, uh, as long as as long as they didn't have to have to wind up in a tie with Flatbush, they knew that they would be guaranteed the fourth seed. So Rambam, uh, despite that, dropping a game to MTA on Saturday night, 37 to 32, finishing at eight and six, not much for them to worry about. They are the fourth seed, and they will end up hosting who? Well. That came down to uh, that came down to YDE, as the Thunder also took out Shari Torah this week by the score of 52 to 39. Now that, despite the fact that Hank would take two wins on the week, Hank defeating Mag and David 57 to 43 and Shari Torah as well 53 to 39. Yoni Warshaw scoring 22 in the Mag and David game. Yazdi again with another 20 point game for Mag and David. And in the Shari game, uh, Ari Levine scoring 16 for the Hurricanes. Warshaw with 15. So what you ended up having was a three way tie between Rambam, YDE, and Hank at eight and six. And the way that would work out is going to the tiebreaker. I you are as I already spoiled it. Rambam has the four because the way that it would go, the two if you take the the three teams, the way the tie break works is the first is head to head of all three. Rambam and YDE fin, each finish with two and one records, with uh, Hank being one and three, meaning Hank automatically dropped out and would be the sixth seed. Uh, Rambam, or if you did it the other way around, it really didn't make much of a difference. Uh, Rambam YDE, uh, Rambam had the had the uh, pers- had the wins versus uh, versus playoff teams better, even though they had the they were tied during the regular season. So Rambam at three and five against playoff uh, against playoff teams uh, better than YDE's three and six versus playoff teams. So Rambam had the advantage. And even if you wanted to do Rambam just getting that and go to YDE versus Hank, unlike what it said on Jewish Hoops America, it did not come down to percentage versus playoff teams because they were tied at three and six. Instead, it came down to percentage or, or record versus the division where YDE had a seventh of seven and five advantage to Hank's six and six advantage. So the way it would look in the East, DRS and Flatbush getting the buys. Hafter will host Hank. Hafter with a 40 to 32 win in the only meeting of the regular season, uh, which uh, which actually occurred at the end of December. And the other one, the probably the more intriguing matchup of the first round, the Rambam YDE game. And why is that intriguing? Because the Ravens and the Thunder have evenly split their season series and also their contests at the Saturn tournament last month. These two teams really going neck and neck with each other. So this is going to be a very interesting uh, match between the two. That game will occur in Rambam, and the winner of those two games, uh, based on how what order they finish in, will go to face Frisch, uh, the two seed, and Heschel, the one seed, with Heschel taking the lowest East team, with Frisch taking the, the, the next the next highest east the, the next highest east team the way the brackets work out here preliminary net matchups will be the 
East three seed Hafter hosting East six seed Hank, and the East four seed Rombaum hosting the East five seed YDE. The West three seed Hillel hosting the West six seed SAR, and the West four seed JEC hosting the West five seed TABC. In the second round, the West one Heschel will face the lowest remaining East seed. And the winner of that game will face the the East 2 Flatbush, facing the highest remaining West first-round winner. So, if Hillal wins, they will automatically play Flatbush. If SAR wins, the JECTABC winner will automatically face Flatbush. Just the way that works out. And the same way the other way around with Frisch. If Hafter wins, they will automatically travel to Frisch. If Hank wins, Rombaum or YDE will travel to Frisch, and the winner of the DR and the and the winner of the of the as I said, the winner of the West will determine who goes to DRS. The winner of the West games will determine who goes to DRS, and they will the winner of the DRS, whomever the lowest West seed is, will face the winner of Frisch versus the highest remaining first round East seed winner. So the brackets will work out the West one game. Uh, will face the winner of the East 2 game, and the East 1 game will face the winner of the West 2 game. We'll remind you all of this as these playoffs go on. Just taking a look at the final uh, standings for the Varsity Basketball Eastern Conference. DRS at 14-0, Flatbush and Hafter at 10-4. Rambam, YDE, and Hank all finishing at 8-6, and, and will finish in that order. Mag and David finishing at 3-11, North Shore at 2-12, Shari winless at 0-14. Over in the West, Heschelin undefeated 14-0, Frisch at 10-4, Hillel at 9-5, JEC at 8-6, TABC and SAR both finishing at 6-8, uh, despite the fact that uh, that they finished tied. TABC has the tiebreaker as a result of that win that they had over SAR this week, and so they will get the 5, SAR the 6, MTA at 5-9, Kushner at 3-11, sorry, Ramaz at 3-11, Kushner at Two and twelve. Just going through the games that uh, the the two games that we did not mention. I believe it was only two games. Let's take a look through the games. Mag and David lost to Hafter, 57 to 36. And over in the West, uh, Heschel defeating SAR, 38 to 22. Frisch defeating Kushner, 80 to 42. I believe that covers all of the games leading up to the end of the regular season. Now let's head over to the JV Basketball League, where we will start once again with the West, because the West is just so easy to figure out. Thank you for being such a uh, a, a uh, compliant division, just because they want to make life easy on me. We already knew the top four teams would be as follows. Frisch would be the one, SAR the two, JEC the three, and TABC the four. The question was going to be where Ramaz and either Maor or MTA would wind up. Ramaz, having punched a playoff berth, could either have finished in the five or six spot, depending on who the last team would be. It would come down to to one game between SAR and MTA to determine it. The way it looked coming in, Maor, having won their final game a couple of weeks ago, finishes finished at 5-5. Five and five. MTA currently at 5-4. and four. Only a win would get them there, because a loss would tie them with Maor. Maor having the advantage thanks to their win over MTA. MTA needing to, to uh, go into the hive 
and reversed last year's semifinal loss to the Sting. Unfortunately for the Lions, though, the result would be the same. SAR defeating MTA 52-35, to meaning that MTA and Maor finish in that tie, which gives Maor that final playoff berth. Congratulations to Maor on their first playoff berth. So, the way the West looks, again, Frisch, uh, the one seed, 10-0, and finishing undefeated with their win over Kushner this past week. SAR right behind them at 9-1, and having also defeated Heschel, 74-43. to So they're right behind them. They are, they are the two buy spots. JEC and TABC will host Ramaz and Maor. JEC, the three seed, will host Maor, um, the West six seed. A JEC again topped Maor, 55-51, just before New Year's. And in the other game, TABC will host Ramaz for the third straight year in the preliminary rounds. In each of the last two years, TABC has won both of those games. Again, TABC began their season with a romp over the uh, over the Rams by the score of uh, 58-47. So TABC looking to take that and move on. Again, the uh, the the JV league is very much like the varsity where depending on who the higher and lower seed is they will go on to the east the lower remaining winner will face the east number one seed which we've known for the last couple of weeks to be drs after their uh, their win over mag and david to clinch the division drs finishing out their season with a 50-39 to win over Rombaum. So DRS goes into the postseason undefeated, making DRS basketball as a whole, JV and Varsity, 24-0 in Yeshiva League play. So congratulations to DRS basketball for really coming up strong this year in all leagues. That we knew. The question was going to be, once again, who would finish right behind them? And again, another battle involving Hafter. Hafter holding on to that second spot for most of the year um, with a challenger coming up late in Mag and David. Uh, Mag and David pulling together a nice run the last couple of weeks, went into Hafter and knocked off the Hawks in an upset, 51-34. to So Mag and David and Hafter finishing in an 8-2 tie, and as a result of that game, because these, two, these because in JV they only face each other once, Mag and David holding the tiebreaker stuns Hafter and now gets the first round by and the East 2 seed. So the way that works is DRS will be the East 1, Mag and David will be the East 2. So the highest winner for... Uh, for the West, will face Mag and David. The lowest remaining winner will face DRS. We'll get to that bracket in just a second. Finishing out the rest of it. So Hafter at eight and two finishes in the three seed. They will they will end up hosting uh, they will end up hosting Flatbush uh, as the six seed. Flatbush stunning loss to North Shore. Flatbush leading for most of the game. North Shore coming back late to tie it up and winning it on a free throw with uh, with just a few ticks left. 45-44. to 44. So Flatbush finishing at 5-5. Five and five, uh, Stuck in the 6th spot. Will go on the road in the first round. Uh, Hafter got past Flatbush in overtime 63-58. to 58. Uh, Just to show you how where Flatbush really could have been. I mean, they, they were... They easily could have been one of the higher uh, one of the higher seeds this year, just taking a couple of bad losses in that stretch, uh, really dropping them down to five and five, uh, a which is a respectable record. Um, the other game 
as a result, because of because Mag and David uh, won, that meant that Hank, uh, with or without their win, would get the uh, would get the the fourth seed. So Hank at seven and three because of their fifty four to twenty two win over Shari Torah, will now host Derech Torah. Derech Torah at six and four will be the five seed. The uh, the ironic part is that Derek Hattori defeated Hank 45 to 39 back in November. So much like you had the Hillel and uh, the Hillel game the Hillel SAR contest in varsity, here you have Hank and Derek Hattori where the lower seed uh, has the season series against the higher seed. So as I said, the matchups are uh, the matchups will be the East 3 seed after hosting East 6 Flatbush, East 4 seed Hank against the East 5 seed Derek Hattori and in the West, JEC, the three seed, will host Maor. TABC, the four seed, will host Ramaz, the five. Again, if JEC wins, JEC will automatically go on to face Mag and David. If, if Maor wins, the winner of the TABC Ramaz game will go on to face Mag and David. If Hafter wins, they'll automatically face SAR. If Flatbush wins, the winner of the Hank YDH game will go on to face SAR in SAR in the second round, and we'll get to that once we get there. So against the bracket, the bracket will be the West 1 game. Uh, whoever faces Frisch and Frisch will go on to face the winner of the East 2 Mag and David game, uh, whereas in the other bracket, the East 1 DRS game will face the winner of the West 2 SAR game. Again, we'll get to that as we go along. The first round games must be completed by next Wednesday, February 17th. So we'll have, we should have most of the results, if not all of the results for you. I know it's a short week this week um, with only two or three days. And the, the weeks, uh, next week is a little bit shorter also because of the fact that uh, Monday is a holiday, so when the games will occur, we're not too sure, but we'll probably have recaps and or results or even previews for you for that next week. In just in the other games that went on this week, already mentioned the DRS Rambam Mag and David Hafter game, mentioned the Hank Shari Torah, the Flappers North Shore, the only other game, YDE finished out their season with a 70 to 32 drubbing of Ezra. Just going to the final standings uh, for JV basketball over in the East, DRS perfect 10 and 0, Mag and David and Hafter tied at 8 and 2, but Mag and David gets the 2, Hafter the 3, Hank finishes off at 7 and 3, Derek Hatora at 6 and 4, Flappers at 5 and 5. Those are your six playoff teams and finishing out uh, YDE and North Shore tied at four and six, Rambam at two and eight, Ezra at one and nine, and Shari Tower finishing their season winless at 0 and 10. Out in the West, Fresh delivering the perfect season at 10 and 0, SAR at nine and one, JEC TABC finish at seven and three, JEC the three, TABC the four, Ramaz finishes at 6-4. and four. Maor and MTA finish in that 5-5 five and five tie. Maor gets the nod over MTA because of their win over MTA earlier this season. Heschel at 3-7. and seven. Kushner at 2-8. and eight. Hillel at 1-9. and nine. And Westchester at 0-10. Once again, you are listening to the Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network. We are sponsored by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, taking you through the Week in Yeshiva League Sports. Again, we are recapping the final week of the regular season and taking you uh, into a look at what's going to go on in the playoffs in the first week of the playoffs. Moving over to girls basketball, this is going to be a little bit of a switch up. Because of the fact that there are less rounds for girls basketball, we're going to have our real preview next week.
week, but we will take you through the final week of the regular season and just give you where each of these divisions are at uh, with girls A and girls JV. Girls B obviously finishing up over this coming uh, these coming two weeks. We'll have more of a playoff preview for you as it happens, uh, but for right now we're just going to take you through these divisions. Uh, this past this past week. Uh, very interesting occurrences in both the varsity and the JV league. Um, as uh, we'll take you right now into it, going to the girls A division, starting off in we'll start off in the east just because the west is a little more interesting. We'll get to that in just a second. Starting out in the east, we finally have a number one team determined. Uh, didn't know if we'd get there. Hafter winning their uh, their game over Central on Tuesday night, 39 to 25, meaning that Hafter would earn at least a share of the division crown at 11 and 1. It would come down to Flatbush and Hank on Thursday night. Flatbush defeating Hank 41 to 26, meaning we would have a tie at the top at 11 and 1. That means it would come down to a coin flip for the top seed in the division. And that would end up going to Flatbush. So Flatbush getting the number one seed, half to the number two seed. The real drama in the division, who would get the seeds behind them? Ramaz already guaranteed the three seed at eight and four. Central, we already told you, losing to Hafter. Central had two games on the week, only needed to win one. Meaning that all they needed was a win in their final game. Problem is, already having faced Hafter, a playoff team, they needed to go into Ramaz and made a really great game of it. Very, very close game. Could not pull it out. Ramaz defeating Central 32-29. to Ramaz led in scoring by Jasmine Levine with 11. Hannah Weinberg leading Central in the loss very close. So Central's season ends at 4-8, and one game behind North Shore, who finishes who finished their season at 5-7. and Central only needed one win to tie North Shore. Could not get it. So North Shore will earn the four seed. Now, the way it works is this already heads into Olympic style, meaning that it they they cross over to the other division and flip. Now, question was aside for East One Flatbush facing the West Four Hillel, how would the rest of it work out? Um, seems that we have a little bit of a jinx here because after last week's uh, after last week's um, show about how how crazy and how dirty it could be if SAR were to beat Frisch and all teams would, uh, all three teams, Frischbury and SAR, would wind up uh, at 10-2 and two and how how messy that would be. Well, it seems like we have a jinx going because SAR managed to pull off the win over Frisch 43-38, to accomplishing what wasn't done last year. And so finishing... The season we have Frisch, Bruya, and SAR at the top of the West at ten and two. Now, as I said last week, the question was, how would Bruya? Who would Bruya be? Have would rather have won that game? Granted, Frisch winning would have meant that no matter what, Bruya would be in the two. SAR winning means Bruya would have a shot at the one, but would also have a chance to wind up in the three and end up going on the road. Well, worst case scenario for Bruria ended up happening in a series of uh, of tie breaking. I believe it might have gone down to coin flips. Frisch ended up retaining the one. SAR would end up getting the two. Bruria, which to last week looked to have been guaranteed at least a a first round playoff game at home will be on the road in the three slot. 
So they join Hillel, uh, who is in the four, and the way the girls' league looks is like this. East 1 Flatbush will face West four, will host West 4 Hillel, the winner of that game to face West 2 SAR or East number 3 Ramaz. In the other bracket, the West 1 Frisch team will host the East 4 North Shore team, and Bruria, the West 3 team, will travel to East number 2 Hafter. We'll give you a little more of these previews next week, because these games will, uh, don't need to be completed until February 22nd. Moving over to Girls JV now. This was evened out. There were three games on the week that pretty much determined the division. Um how this would work out. North Shore in the East already clinching the number one spot coming into the week. Hafter, Flatbush, and Ramaz would end up uh, would end up being our uh, our final order for the East. As Flatbush dropping a 30 to 26 game to SAR, meaning that they fall to six and four. So Hafter, who only needed a win to uh, sorry, so Flatbush who only needed a win to tie Hafter at seven and three and gain the two-seed. With the loss, we'll now go on the road in the first round instead. The East finishes up with North Shore as the one, Hafter the two, Flatbush the three, and Ramaz the four, Flatbush, uh, sorry, uh, Ramaz going five and five after defeating Central, 37 to, uh, to 19. Elizabeth Offseam finishing with 17 to lead Ramaz, Leora Itzkowitz uh, leading Central with eight in that game. In the In the West, uh, we told you about the wild, wild uh, race at the bottom. Obviously, the top is set with Frisch at the one at nine and uh, at nine and one. Now we'll get to that in a second. Mayanote at seven and three, SAR at five and five after their win. But the Frisch win this week means that Bruria took the loss. Frisch defeating Bruria fifty to twenty-nine, meaning that Bruria and Kushner finished in a deadlock at one and nine. The two teams. At the bottom, the four, the fourth and fifth place teams are tied at one and nine, and will now at one and nine have to go to a play-in game to determine who will face North Shore. They will play that game. Uh, that game is actually being played tonight, and uh, the winner of that game will go into North Shore this coming week. The brackets now for the for the uh, girls JV will uh, look like this. It'll have the uh, the East 1 seed North Shore against the West 4 seed, whoever comes out of that Brewery-Kushner game, the winner to face the winner of West 2 Mayanote, hosting East 3 Flatbush. In the other uh, bracket, it'll be West 1 Frisch, hosting East 4 Ramaz, and East 2 Hafter, hosting West 3 SAR. Moving over to Girls B, which is not done yet, but for the most part have figured out their four playoff teams. Uh, the funny part is the two uh, the two teams at the, uh, that looked to be at the bottom of the playoff uh, tier ended up upending the teams at the top this week. That's right, SKA taking a loss to Bruria. Bruria six and three coming into the weekend in third place. SKA at nine and zero. Bruria upending SKA thirty-eight to twenty-nine. They played a close game. Uh, they played a close game a couple of a uh, couple of weeks ago. That SKA only ma- uh, barely managed to escape by one, but now Bruria pulling off the upset. In the other one, Elan dominating Shalhevet. Elan, the uh, the four and five team coming into the week, defeating the seven and two Shalhevet team, 57 to 36. So now, as a result, uh, and along with Elan's win over Shalamis, so now the the uh, the standings look like this: SKA is nine and one, Shalhevet and Bruria tied. 
at seven and three, Elon at five and five. Those four teams have clinched the four playoff berths. Uh, with Mag and David at 1-8, and eight, Shalamis at 0-9. Oh it looks at this point, although it can change, like the playoff matchups will be SKA and Elon, shall have it in Bruria, but still a couple of games uh, on the week ahead. Uh, last night, Mag and David and Elon faced. Um, uh, tonight, uh, Shalamis and Bruria are playing. Uh, Thursday night, we'll see SKA and Mag and David play. Next Tuesday night, you'll have Shalhevet hosting Shalamis and Elon hosting Bruria. So by our next show, we should have a much better idea as to how this uh, how this playoff uh, will uh, will will turn out, and we'll get to that next week. Well, that about does it for the court report this week. Thank you again for tuning in to our Tuesday night show. Again, this show, if you missed it, will be on court this coming Sunday night, and we will have a brand new show for you next Tuesday night with all of the updates in the Yeshiva League playoffs. So stay tuned. So stay tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network for what is bound to be an exciting playoff season. If you missed any part of this or any episode this season, you can catch the Encore presentation on Sunday night at 7 p.m. on the Nachum Siegel Network. Or you can find us on the on iTunes or the Nachum Siegel Network app. Tomorrow morning, jam in the a.m. with Nachum Siegel from 6 to 9 a.m. live on the stream, NachumSiegel.com, or on your radio, 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, 91.9 FM, Rockland County. And before I leave you tonight, thank you again to Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. If you need them this coming championship season, they can be reached at 718-769-4111. For more of me, you can hear me every Tuesday morning on jam in the a.m. for the sports update. See you next week right here on The Court Report, only on the Nachum Siegel Network.